0: You're listening to Stidia Cast, where we come together to discuss, gush, and occasionally cry about our love for Stiles Stilinski and Lydia Martin. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material, support talented authors, and spend a little extra time with our OTP. This is Stidia Cast because canon just isn't enough. Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of season two of Stydiacast. Huzzah! Jazz hands yes, <laughs> I'm Rachel, I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr, and I am here with I'm Claire, I'm Fudgie the Whale on Tumblr. I'm the
1: rosemary. I grow your boat on Tumblr. And my name is also Rachel, but you can find me at it's always Lydia on Tumblr.
0: And before we get started, we just want to make a couple of announcements, as it is our first episode. Um, So, this is going to be an 11-episode season. We also have some really cool bonus content for you, including um, a bonus episode, some voice interviews with authors uh, whose fix we're featuring, and podfix this season as well. So, there will be minimum three podfix this season, one of which is actually already out. So, that's something that you can look forward to. And to say updated on that follow us on tumblr and on twitter and subscribe to us on itunes so that you don't miss anything also i'm gonna throw it to rosemary for a really special exciting announcement rosemary so we're gonna have merchandise
2: and it's gonna be majestic and amazing so what you can do is you can go onto our tumblr to get the link for that you can get your flasks and footy pajamas and golf balls and. Golf dog balls? Yeah, there's <laughs> golf balls. <laughs> they They do. Sweatshirts, calendars. I don't know what you want to do with things like that, but you can have them and hold them close to your heart as we patiently wait out the rest of the hiatus. <sighs>
0: what a hiatus it's been, guys. Yeah, this has been. <laughs> what a hiatus it's been. What if it ended, though? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs>
1: I don't know, maybe I'd go to Jamba Juice
0: in Celebration. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week, we are talking about the two fix in the Hold Me Down series by... Does anybody know how to pronounce this username? Is this, a, like, a Game of Thrones Things? What's going yeah, on here? Yeah. Okay. Gendry Von Alright, that's the name of the author. And, um, this is... Two ex- just extraordinarily hot fics, um, in which Styles is one of the tags. Is Styles is a sexosaurus. <laughs> <So, laughs> um, also um, that bro, was Claire. No fist bump. That was a fist bump, but it was angled. <laughs> it's
3: gonna be a <laughs>
0: Just keep talking. Just keep talking. Um, so the thing that's really interesting about this fic is that the first part was written. Uh, during I believe 3A but it could have been 3B but I think it's 3A um, and so it's really interesting to see Styles written like this where he's not necessarily as dark as he is in the current series he's a very different person um, but you know it still really it really feels like Styles in a way that I as a reader have missed in fanfic um, and so I really enjoyed that about this fic.
2: There were so many moments that I, I wish were actually canon, because I want to jiff them, and I want a jiff of him doing that. Like, the thing with the apple, where he yes. bites the apple. I know, I know, I'm jumping ahead, and that's not until the second part, but that's the moment that I just, I want to share that with the world as a jiff. <laughs> and then the yogurt. Like, a jiff set. And the yeah. yogurt. <laughs> it would be beautiful. Just going back and forth and back and forth. That's all I need.
0: Yeah. I feel like as a whole Stidia on the The show lacks eye sex, and, like, I really feel like eye fucking is an important part of any slow burn ship, and the fact that we've gone six seasons without any eye sex, like, it stresses me out, but I also feel like we're champs for getting through it, so shout out to us (laughs) for dealing with this. I would say
1: that, like, every other season, they have an eye sex scene, because in 5B, when they're sitting on the couch looking next to each other, like, looking at each other, when they're wearing the red and the green... That's like not sexual, but there's
0: like a lot of tension there. That's eye romantic tension. I want eye sex. <laughs> no, that's different.
1: Totally different.
0: They are very different things, Rachel. I what mean
1: I've written dictionary classes. There's some really good significant moments where they're staring into each other's eyes or at each other through the corner of each other's eyes, because
0: heaven forbid Oh like that scene in that episode <laughs> that I hate where they're staring at each other. What? I can't remember what's that episode that I hate, Rachel?
2: I thought it was 516. but are you talking about
0: 519? Uh, I was talking about galvanized, actually.
2: If anybody was wondering, the Urban Dictionary definition for eye sex is the act of two people staring at each other in such a lustful way that they might as well be doing it that is so accurate so i think both of your definitions are correct i think it is in the eye of the beholder how you would like to (laughs) for example in the scene that i mentioned
1: if one of them just launched themselves at the other that would pretty much be following the emotion in the room pretty well
0: fair fair point
1: in other news jeff davis needs us to write his show
0: (laughs) we'd be great we could have been great we should spend
2: this entire season of City Cast drinking every single time we have that thought or say it.
0: Every time we say Jeff Davis should let us run his show, everyone do a shot. That's but it.
2: But all die of alcohol poisoning by the end of the season. <laughs> They'd miss us.
0: <laughs> there would be no more City Cast. Okay. So anyway. I I wanted to start off talking about. Um, attraction versus love for Lydia in this fic, because... Ooh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I, I wrote a huge paragraph in my notes about this, so I'm just like,
0: ah, yes! Well, and I'm gonna throw it to Rachel. Hit it. No,
1: no, you you intro this, because I want to hear your thoughts, because you're a writer and I am a mere reader.
0: You are a meme... Fa- I mean, not a meme farmer. You're a meta farmer. I
1: am a meme farmer. You're a meta
0: <laughs> farmer. You tend to your meta crops. I don't know, and sometimes a meme pops out. Anyways, um, that's not the only thing that was popping up in this fanfic. Oh. So I wanted to talk about attraction versus love in this fic, because I feel like it was written in 3A, um, and Lydia was in a different place with styles than she is now, and I personally have really been enjoying this idea that like she's... Extremely sexually attracted to him, and like the love is there and it's underneath all of it. But what she's feeling predominantly in this fanfic is definitely lust, which is something that's just fun to explore because the show could have gone a different route where this wasn't an insanely intense slow burn, and they could have been like, Lydia feels something for style, doesn't want to define it, but also doesn't want to not touch him and so i was wondering what you guys thought of the whole attraction versus love thing and how it's portrayed in this fic
1: um i thought that what was really nice was how tied it was to both their intelligence and how people around them perceive the two of them um the fic starts off with how styles has changed and how that has changed everyone's perceptions of him at school but he, and he's only really changed in that he's slightly more confident. He's liking how he looks, but he's not noticing how much everyone else likes how he looks. Hmm. And then Lydia doesn't think that Styles is going to do well in their AP chemistry class, but it's because he does so well in their AP chemistry class that she really starts paying attention to him and staring at him and realizing that she's sexually attracted to him. And then that goes even further into jumping ahead part two, where she's thinking about why she's so scared that her walls are coming down and why she's so scared that she's feeling like, all this attraction to him because she's thinking I'm going to want to back out as soon as like I always do I'm going to want to run away as soon as we cross that threshold and then she realizes that she isn't because of everything that has been building up in canon at this point and in this fic where she's like I'm not going to want to have no styles in my life because of the connection there and their bond's grown so much and they're both friends and they have this trust and respect and she admires his qualities um and starts listing them to herself in part one so i just really loved how everything was sort of like twined together like lydia can't stay away from styles romantically and sexually because she wants him in her life in every single way and that's why she kind of gets so freaked out (laughs) at one point it's very brief but she gets she freaks herself out a little bit and then like sort of zends herself out when she decides what she's gonna do she also wants him in her pants
3: like all the time
0: one of my notes was filthy bleeding sapiosexuals (laughs) all right yeah i mean they are in this fit am i am i not am i using the wrong word isn't it am i getting this no
1: yeah, no, you're right. All I right. think it was the filthy bleeding adjective.
0: Oh, it's, I just, it, it's it, it grosses me out.
3: Because the bleeding and their are watching Tarantino and I was like, is this really, I don't know.
0: You I feel wrong. like one of my favorite parts of this fic is how people are getting their, like, limbs slashed off. And Lydia's <laughs> yeah. like, wow, is it hot in here? I'm so turned on right now.
3: <laughs> what if I, know, it's
0: literally,
3: it's all happening while there's so much blood. <laughs> <laughs> that is my note <laughs> um, Anyway, on the whole lust attraction thing um, No, lust love thing um, Going off what Rachel E. said Oh my god, yeah In um, how it's addressed in the first part And then in the second part She kind of, her mind kind of catches up with everything else And um, Well Besides the whole style, Stylinski is a fucking babe comment, which we'll get back to that later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, The fact that she's like, wait, what is my problem? Like, what do I have against this? I should have nothing against this because he wants to be in my life. He is in my life. And we can just do it all the time.
1: (laughs) And do it. And do it. And do it. And do it. (laughs)
0: of Uh, course you're quoting the black eyed peas right now good job no
3: no stop stop (laughs) um uh she oh the the specific quote she thought she could play with him in his room with the lights off but the joke's on lydia isn't it it's like oh yeah that was really hot but screw you lydia you actually are in love with him (laughs) haha go make out with him in a closet somewhere.
1: Please do. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. It's, it's pretty great. Guys, can we just, like, Lydia playing with his hair in the dark, and he's just like, uh. Oh my goodness. like Does anybody mad? You know? I, I wasn't. <laughs> um, all while there's so much blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, that... <sighs> What possessed her to just be like, I'm gonna, like, kneel up against his back now and maybe start touching him? Like, really? Oh, my God. Also,
0: so, I guys, love. let's talk about our favorite Lydia characterization moments in this fanfic. Oh, God. <laughs> because, you know, it's all smut, but within the smut, I have found millions of moments of small characterization that tore up my soul and, like, made me throw myself into the garbage <laughs> ocean.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it starts right at the beginning of the fic. The first line, Lydia Martin was greedy, like sets everything up perfectly. And then it says that she's greedy, she's a liar, she's superficial, uh, or she was superficial. That part of her has been replaced. But she's still really deceptive and manipulative. And I loved how this fic didn't shy away from the fact that Lydia and Deception are kind of like this delicate relationship that she has in the show and in this fic because it adds this layer to her character because if it's for other people, Lydia doesn't want to deceive them. Like, she in the show, she said, like, it's better when people know. We should be honest. But then in this fic, she's like, but for me, I'm just gonna, you know, push the envelope a little bit to get what I want. And that there's that, like, kernel of bitch and Lydia was making me live this entire fic. I was like, yes, go get what you want. Do it, do it, do it. And do it. And do
2: it. <laughs> do, it do it. Oh, God. Again? Uh,
3: do it to it.
0: I love <laughs> bitch Lydia. It's like my favorite thing to read bitch Lydia in fanfic. I... I love it because I feel like it's not gone, it's just, like, it can't be here right now in canon context, so whenever writers bring it up, I am in full support, I'm standing, I've got my team gear on and my pom-poms, and I'm like, bitch, Lydia! Yeah, (laughs) because she's not in danger. Yeah. So there's no reason,
1: she's like, oh, I get to play again, there's no imminent threats. it's just an average school day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and the funny thing about that was, I think my favorite bitch Lydia moment was she had that great line when she and Allison were at lunch that was, like, strong, confident bitch Lydia line that was, like, if she raises her eyebrows, everyone at lunch thinks that they're somewhere else, darling. And the way she says darling is just so condescending and confident at the same time. She's just she's just living and enjoying herself.
0: Blast.
3: Mm -hmm. It's such, like, such early, 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 I can't words, early Teen Wolf nostalgia for me. Like, the bitchy Lydia and Allison being like, okay, I'll let you be a bitch, but you know in your head that you're lying to yourself.
2: Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah.
1: We can pretend that we're talking about you when we're actually talking about me, but... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We know we're talking about you. Yeah.
3: Um, I love, in addition to Bitch Lydia, because girl is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, The part in, I believe it's, yeah, it's the second part, hold me down. Um, When she realizes that her walls don't work with him, and I think that is very key because we have Bitch Lydia, and she does, she builds up these walls. She doesn't really let anyone in and she kind of has that realization in the second part um i believe it says um her mind breaks it apart brick by brick as soon as it goes up it's flat her wall is freaking flat i just love that so much um but because she just she's so tough and she just realizes that she can't even try around him like it's There's there's no pretending. It's beautiful, guys.
1: Also, how Lydia has a vixen voice. (laughs) Allison calls her vixen voice. I was like, Lydia, what have you used your voice on Allison for that she has noticed a tone that is the vixen voice? I need an addendum.
0: While we're talking about Lydia, I think my favorite line in that scene was when she said... um, <laughs> I'm bored with Sudoku puzzles. She lies. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: what a gem.
2: But she also makes women pens. Speaking of, of her lying, speaking of her lying, are you going to make a lying down pun? lying a lot lately. No, I was. Come on. No. <laughs> That's what Claire's here for. Wait, what? (laughs) To talk about sexy terms? Yeah. Yes. I think it's amazing how many times that she admits that she's lying to herself throughout this. I mean, she says it several times, like, she says this, she lies, or I've never seen Kill Bill. There's a lie in there. Hold it. It's like this, to me, (laughs) the first part
3: to me is like that really terrible movie from the 90s. Max Keebler's big move when he yeah. realizes he's not going back to his school the next day because he's moving, so he does everything he's ever wanted to, and then realizes he has to deal with it because he's not in fact moving. <laughs> so climax is is the beginning of Max Keeble, and Hold Me Down is then the aftermath of Max Keeble. It was uh,
2: well, Claire,
3: get your shit together. Oh my god, I feel so old. Why does that feel like? Never mind. My shit is not together. It's never together. Uh, <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> if you would like a, a comparison between part one and part two, I would say that Climax is a war that Lydia has with her body, and then Hold Me Down is a war that Lydia has with her mind.
0: Boom! Like, why do you have to do that and, like, sound... like <laughs> <extra>? drop! <laughs> Whoa! And the MVP for tonight goes to Rachel. This is when we can't have nice things. Because <laughs> Rachel's here? Because
2: oh, Whatever Because I think Lydia I'm... Martin spent an entire thing thinking,
1: Staring at Styles' his hands and fingers And that thing was called Climax Can you believe it?
0: Oh, and she was talking about the veins in his hands And I was like
1: <gasps> This thing, like, smacks you real hard With how much everyone finds Styles Dylan's attractive. It's just so, so ah, uh, Without Accurate.
3: even being Explicit mm-hmm. It's just like, it's that is the real wonder to me here it's like you feel like you shouldn't be reading it like you're like I should be in trouble with my mom and I'm
2: like 26 and I feel like, bad about that But I was rereading it at Chipotle earlier and I was like trying to hide my phone like yes, why am I like, trying like, to hide like, my phone like, break this well, down, break down. down. <laughs> and like not once does he did they mention
3: any euphemism for his penis No, no one even touches her boobs. Like
0: there isn't boob
3: stuff. It's just like kissing. That's it. It's just amazing that it can get you that into it. And it's just like nothing going on at all except her imagining things and smelling his hair. She smells his hair. She does it. She smells his hair. Wouldn't you smell his hair?
0: Yeah, but I just like
3: can't deal with that. I'm so happy. Exactly. This fig
0: just like... Oh. oh my god. Also, the line, she feels compelled to sit on her hands for some reason, and it's the... <laughs> beginning of the fic and it's the yes. reason why that's so great it's for her-
3: this reason lydia for this reason
0: <laughs> the whole fic feels like the first part at least feels like a game of cat and mouse in a lot of ways which is really fun it's fun to view lydia like a predator that way um and Styles is just like this poor unsuspecting innocent boy who then just turns it on her and she's like uh, i didn't see this coming
1: um, but yeah, like, every time Lydia says that she's sweating in this spic, I'm sitting there like, girl,
2: say same. no,
1: let's talk about that.
2: I have to say, like, that was in the tags. It was like, someone get her some deodorant, girl is sweating. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. we talk about the tags and how this yeah. author wins awards for best tags? These oh are the best tags that I've seen in ages. We had cute, ruddy cheek, cute-ass ruddy cheeks. We had sultry. We Double had awkwardly op- op- opry- arousing hallway stare now. It's like so good, oh, and wait. nothing beats. Let's not pretend that Styles isn't a fucking sexosaurus. Okay, the boy's got it going on. Yeah. Oh my god. So tags, you're we're doing, we're doing
0: it right. Cags, right. Cags, Speaking whatever. of Styles being a smooth sexosaurus, um, <clears throat> I love the <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the way like he flips them over and like. And like his hands are on her like bare thighs while she's like touching him, and then he flips her over, and it's just like, oh my god! Like Silas <laughs> is touching Lydia's upper thighs. Oh my god! <laughs> That's I know not cool. Was angry. They're fully clothed. They're fully clothed. So and I'm like weeping openly. <laughs> like I've cried during reading Sidious Smut scenes that weren't sad, but like this is not. Like, you shouldn't get emotional over it, like, fingers on thighs, and yet here I am. It's just, like, moved from it. Oh,
3: wait. Um, well, not
0: wait, but I need <laughs> to bring
3: up one of my favorites before I forget about it. Okay. Um, so we're past grabbing bare thighs. Sure, sure. While fully clothed. Um. <laughs> they- so they're doing they're doing the post-kissing stare and then she's like she's looking at him stare at her mouth like he hasn't done enough damage yet (laughs) like yeah you do some damage styles um yeah but that's just like I
0: love her descriptions of his sex face. She says, um, (laughs) seeing his eyes closed tightly in bliss, eyebrows tense in mental concentration, mouth open with an expression on his face that looks almost pained. And
1: she's just kissing his neck!
0: (laughs) She's just marking the shit out of him, is what she's doing. Oh my
1: goodness. Um, one of... Actually, one of my favorite lines, and this blew me away when I reread the fic for this podcast, because I realized this is where one of my favorite fanfic imageries has come from. Like, I knew the line that I'm about to read came from *A Thick*, but I didn't realize it was this one until I reread it for the podcast, and it's, um, Styles is not some boy who would step in sync with the bounce of her curls down the hallway during sophomore year, and that was, like... Literally, my image of Stydia before they became friends was Styles walking behind Lydia and her curls bouncing as she's not paying attention. And I was like, oh, I love that imagery. I love that line. And I didn't know where it came from, but it came from this pic. So, Gendry, Von teased. Ten out of ten. Thank you for making a line that stuck in my head for years. It's also no in
0: the All Shook Up series by Gabby's Teller. um... It's, like, the, basically the same line. It's, like, she's noticed the way his, the, like, slack face look of awe on his, slack jaw look of awe on his face when her curls, like, bounce exactly to her steps. It's, like, this very similar line. I feel like this is one of those things that we all associate with Studio because Styles is always in awe of Lydia everywhere we go. He's just, like, I am so into you. everything is hamilton and nothing hurts everything hurts it's hamilton oh my god we can't
3: we can't mix hamilton and Vonnegut. i'm getting confused now stop (laughs) i'm not mad i'm not sorry
0: you mad bro
1: i'm a little mad yeah i was mad when they started talking about how styles looked in t-shirts
2: oh my god (gasps) well particularly the description of like and then the sweat pulled on his shirt what What? that's just not fair we're like in the real world and she's not like never has sweat been that
3: attractive Mm
2: -hmm.
3: in real life you would look at him and be like that's disgusting put your shirt back on (laughs) although you smell like teenage boy
0: oh don't (laughs)
3: but in her mind that's just like really attractive and you know good for you his eyelashes are fluttery
0: i like don't know ryan can go fuck himself honestly with his stupid eyelash flutter fuck you don't know brian
3: better eyelashes and better like everything like girls would kill for your eyelashes
0: true and cheekbones
3: and and cheekbones
0: and cupid's bow
3: yeah God, Dylan, just... Stop it. Go fuck yourself.
0: I realized today that the part of Dylan's body that I am most attracted to is his nose and the way it, like, curves up at the end, and that weirds <laughs> me out. That he weirds me out because it's, like, not hot. It, but, so then I see it, and I'm like, oh, I love your nose so much. Um, okay, I feel like we haven't talked about this fic at all. Um, well,
1: this is kind of, and I forgot that I had written this. I should have bracketed it better. But back to Lydia's characterizing herself as really greedy. Um, Her entire description about how she's greedy with Styles, like how she stares at him when he reaches to go pick up his books and his shirt rides up and she can see the dimples on his back. And she's greedy because if he's driving her somewhere and she's applying lipstick, she takes a really long time because she knows he's going to look over at her. And then she's greedy because she'll let him rant about absolutely anything because he's not paying attention to how she's staring at him the entire time. And, um, like, I'm looking, again, at the stupid t-shirt. She's looking at how his t-shirt is, like, framing his shoulder so beautifully and giving his torso shape. And I'm just sitting there, again, fanning myself, going, this is a personal attack. I did not give you the authority to write this and make me feel this way. I also
3: feel that, like... Is Lydia literally just in all of her interactions with Styles now just sitting there blankly not saying anything because she's too busy, like, thinking about everything else? And Styles doesn't even notice because he's, like, ranting about some other shit. But on the other hand, Lydia's just not said anything in 15 minutes.
0: That description of him as, like, she fell for a 4.0 GPA Comic-Con going video game playing Graphic T-shirt wearing nerd, and I'm just like, ah, oh, if only, if only he was still like that. I want that boy back in graphic T-shirts. Going, going back to that, going back to that nostalgia. It made me
2: miss the earlier seasons of the show in a way that I don't think I have in a very long time. And I, I think kind of like you were saying earlier that there's a, a, a way the show didn't go that it could have that they were just you know like boning all the time and it didn't go that way and that's why we have the slow burn that we have and it, I realize I never really wanted them to get together right away and how it's kind of more satisfying this way.
0: Yeah I, I always say I would have been pissed if he didn't date someone before he dated Lydia and I think that a relationship like Stora or Stalia needed to happen. I would not take back Stalia. I, I would take back some factors that occurred with Stalia and some things that happened because of Stalia, but I wouldn't take back Stalia itself. <laughs> I'm glad it sex. happened. Yeah, creepy basement sex. Ugh. <laughs> I like. I'm very concerned about like protection. I'm like Styles. Listen, she was in the woods. You don't know what's going on down there. Please tell me you just, like, had a condom in your mouth or something. They didn't have any. What?
1: I think Jeff said that they, like, either he said they didn't have any or he said something, like, really implausible about how they would have had something. And I was like, no. Like, Mm. no. (laughs) (laughs) You're teaching the teenage children bad
3: things, Jeffrey. It's Like, he had to give all his things away. Where is he going to keep one? But No. And Louie has been a human for how long? I don't think she's on the pill.
0: Yeah. No. Just guessing. Unless, Maybe. Unless Melissa just, like, stuck her on there. She's, she's in Beacon Hill's Hospital and Melissa's like, on the off chance you have sex with my surrogate son, here's the pill. I see the way
3: you're looking at him. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Um, thank you, Nucky.
0: So one sentence that I really love is um, this post makeout sentence, where she says, "There's a sense of familiarity between them, like they had done this before, except no, never, not at all." I love that because I feel like that's what's gonna happen in canon, and there's so many things in this fic that can. I mean, as nostalgic as this is for three um, A and three, three a. B, three A and three like that tone. There's so much of it that I feel translates beautifully to just Cydia as a ship as a whole and we can still have some of those things in canon. Like, for example, the description of Styles looking at her with adoration and despair and heat. Oh boy.
3: But like only Styles could look at someone with adoration and despair at the same time. Like, oh my god.
0: Fuck Dylan Abraham. I hate you
1: so much, but I love you. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, I think one of my favorite lines happens right after that one, Rachel, which is, um, there are a thousand things I could say right now, but it's really hard to focus on anything else but you. And I was like, oh, my heart, my emotions, my life, everything is breaking apart.
3: <laughs> Well, first time I read that, I was like, vomit. But then I read it again, and I was like, okay, that's sweet. I like
0: it. I feel like Styles can con- convincingly say the cheesiest motherfucking shit. Yes, and I'll be like, fine, you can have this, because you've been in love with her since you were eight. And It's
3: not fair, but
1: he gets away with the cheesiest lines.
0: I mean, yeah. I
3: think
1: it's because we associate, like, words. With Styles's character a lot and just how he uses them. So when he kind of like almost breaks uh, his his like his streak a little bit and gets super honest, and then it's and when he's being super honest, it gets super cheesy. It's like, oh my god, you big dork! But like, it's so nakedly honest. But I think that's why I never found that line cheesy. Yeah, because it's, it's been yeah. he's been in love with her since he was eight, and like she just. You know, clearly indicated to him that she wanted him. Did you? I missed that. I really missed that. I think. Let me go reread the. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go reread the book. Okay. B R B. Let me know what you discover.
0: Okay. <laughs> I really love the line. I mean like I feel like my favorite all my favorite lines in this fic are Lydia describing Styles' face and his expression. All of them. Like because he oh my god, Styles in this fic, he's such a passive participant. But even at his most passive, Styles is still extremely active, like face-wise and like verbally. And so there's this like line that says, um, uh, Styles closes his eyes slowly for only a second. And when he opens his eyes, he looks over her face again, and it's like he's never seen her before. Like he can't already paint a picture of her face out of memory. And I was just like, babe, your dreams are coming true. I'm so proud of you. This this author writes like an artist. And
1: yeah. which is really fitting since art plays a huge part in hold the hold me down section of this book. Hmm.
3: Um, I also love, um, right after what we were talking about earlier with his cheesiness, um, and then Lydia's moment of honesty, I feel better when I'm here with you when it's just us. It's hard sometimes leaving. And it's like, you know, it's not like a groundbreaking confession, but for her, you know, that was just like, oh my God. I just love that.
0: I love it. There's a lot of talk in here about Lydia being vulnerable and open. Like, I remember that there's this, there's this one part where she's like, um... Lydia Martin realizes that in this moment she's vulnerable. She knows she can't hide now. She's being studied and her face is giving her away. And I was like, it's going down. I'm yelling timber! How many times well, we remember- No one was going down in
1: this thing. No. But- no. <laughs> that would be nice, though. But yeah, with
3: the vulnerable, um... <sighs> find it but there was one moment and I think it was in hold me down the second part um, where it's like she has this moment with herself where she chooses to be vulnerable and to move forward with that instead of kind of regressing and maybe um, not admitting her feelings to Silas, and it's just like She's so, it's such a part of her, and she's so aware of it, and the fact that she's like, okay, I will be vulnerable now. I will let that happen because it's going to be worth it.
2: Well, and then honestly, I think that's a decision that she would make now with where we are in, in canon. I don't think that, I that's mean, true. it would gradually happen, but I don't think it would, she would let it happen. easily. Like, I think she wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to let this happen now. She would give it a lot more thought than that.
1: It's gonna it would take a stressor. This yes happened not out of a stressor, but out of like a realization and a circumstance, if that makes sense. There's nothing that makes her feel pressured to reveal it. She just kind of notices in the moment that she wants to reveal it and she's already kind of let herself like express how she feels anyways.
0: It's also such a different situation. Like this Lydia has never been stomped on by Styles and Canon and Lydia. As much as I hate saying it, a best friend. Ken and Lydia, she she got stomped on by Styles and he really hurt her. And it's not it's not the same world anymore for Teen Wolf where like the cards aren't all in Lydia's hands anymore. I think is the problem. Like in this in three A and three B, she had the entire deck and now she's like. Styles is holding some of the cards, but he doesn't know he's holding them, and that's why we're stuck in a rut. we're stuck in Quicksand. It's just a fucking mess, Jeff Davis. What did you do to my kids?
1: <laughs> we don't get days of them in school for the purpose of them being in school anymore. Yeah, which is why this feels so nostalgic because that happened all the time in season one and two.
3: Okay, so we've got the second part, hold me down, um, which is kind of the aftermath of climax, <laughs> and <it's-
0: laughs> or the aftershock.
3: Um, guys, I'm trying to be serious here, so it's sweet. called the afterglow, Rachel. <laughs> um, I think both are, I are a thing. So
1: it's about kickies, basically. <laughs> And Lydia's like
3: super proud of her artwork on Styles' neck. Um, oh my god. She spends like four paragraphs talking about how awesome his hickeys are and it's beautiful and she uses the word chiaroscuro, which is Yes. Just, uh,
2: the art analogies are great, and the canvas, yes. the chiaroscuro, and I was like, this is weird. I love it. I know, I love it so much.
3: Um and the fact that she purposefully leaves her phone in her locker because she knows that he's just going to be texting her and she doesn't want to have that, um...
1: Blowing up that phone.
0: Yeah. So my favorite line in part two was when Lydia goes... Lydia, speaking for me, thanks, Lydia. Um, since when did Styles say shit like that? And my immediate thought, like... Unbidden, honestly, was this is a lifetime of porn finally manifesting itself into something useful. <laughs> because it's working.
1: Yeah. Or just, like, really bad romance novels.
3: But yeah, so that is big. And then... <laughs> Um, Another one, when they're talking about what did the Apple ever do to you, yada, yada, yada. The Apple had it coming I needed a temporary fix, a substitute until I can take a bite out of the real thing. And I was like, he wrote that in a fucking note in class. (laughs) I
2: know. Who sang Chicago on their heads? Yes.
0: Yes. I love the line, he wears the hickey like a pledge of allegiance. (laughs) (laughs) holy mother i was fanning myself i was like he basically is like all right lydia's now everybody can go away (laughs)
1: some of my favorite lines and like bits of characterization is again lydia thinking about how she's like really manipulative with other people (laughs) yas queen um when she's saying like because with the apple line he's like the apples, the image of, like, innocence lost and knowledge, and Lydia is thinking that she's never really been perceived as, she's never tried to have herself be perceived as innocent. People always just kind of assume what level of innocence that she's at, and she goes, yeah, whatever, you can think what you want about me. But um, she says that, specifically, she was innocent by default in the eyes of those who saw her fit to be, uh, she only used her powers for good unless she needed something from an authority figure. She knows how to work around people sometimes, but pretending to be some romanticized little angel isn't her style. And I was just like blown away by how perfect that was. Like no yeah. one would ever, I think, in any season, characterize Lydia as being innocent or sweet. She definitely played into the
2: <laughs> experience, like high school bitchy girl persona. Oh, yeah, I went back to that line that
0: she had with Aiden, where she was like, what am I, a nun? Yeah. Put your hands somewhere useful.
2: Innocence? You
1: associate me with innocence? I only thought that, you know, parents who see me as, like, the good daughter, for example,
0: would see. Nah, her parents know what she does.
1: (laughs) I mean, well, they, they do expect the worst out of her, but maybe teachers, I guess, would think that Lydia is, like because she's a good student. like, But just the fact that she's having this conversation with Styles about the, the dumb apple. Like, is he really associating me as some romanticized as an angel? Me? Is, what? <laughs> I thought yeah. that was funny. I don't know. I laughed a
0: little bit. <laughs> I liked it, though, because I felt like it was... It, like, in styles, as POV, like, Lydia's not getting this, but I, as a reader who spends too much time analyzing Styles Zelensky was like, alright, it's not that you're innocent, that, like, you represent something that's, like, this love that he has for you that, like, isn't pure and innocent, but also it takes on this, like, form of, it is this very, like, pure thing to him because he's, like, had feelings for her for such a long time, and so it's, like she's forbidden fruit just in that not in that she's innocent but in that like she's the thing that he's wanted like over the years since he was innocent and then as he merged into less so he still wants her to close out this podcast i want to ask you that we cannot close
1: out this podcast without mentioning how they both run to the bathroom like we
2: cannot
0: i could not believe you said that i was like wait am i making this dirtier than it is (laughs) I, like, was trying to think of other things that could be because I was, like, there's no way
1: to... Okay, Styles says I can be fast when I want
0: to. Right. I want to. Yeah,
1: sure, you can. Listen, I can't do this.
3: Dude, you're in high school. Yeah, you can be fast. I was going to say, absolutely. He's, what, 16 here?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> actually. Yeah. I know. When he said I can be fast when I want to, I was, like, are you bragging about that? Like. Don't do that. I'm going to say I can't quit.
1: Hey. I... Never. You did a good thing, buddy, cause me? <laughs> and then like just going back to the art class where she sits down and she's like I'm ready to focus I'm going to do my art project I'm going to finish my midterm two weeks early it's going to be great paint as many sketches of this apple as you possibly can <laughs> I gotta go <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think part three is do they go to the same
0: bathroom Ooh. Year, Mark? do you guys think yes, they go to the same do. bathroom <laughs>
1: I assumed they did I nice stay out
0: there with the coach's weeks. office you know sitting on coach's office is a long coveted thing that I feel like we will never get on the show but like if we did I feel like it <laughs> wouldn't even be like everybody would go to Tumblr to scream the fandom would be dead thank you so much for joining us on this week of city of cast during which we talked about the hold me down series by Gendry? Gen- Gendry Von Ta... <laughs> Gendry
1: Von
0: Tease. <laughs> who is she teasing? Wait, who is she teasing? What? Her name is Genry- Gendry Von Tees, so who is she teasing?
1: I don't
2: know. It's a Dita Von
0: Tees joke, I thought. Who? Oh, probably. Yeah. So anyways... This has been the Hold Me Down series by Jon Snow. Um, (laughs) um, Next week, we will be talking about Maybe Someday We'll Get It Right, which is uh, Soulmate AU by Corey Love slash Saving Skiles, and the title is Maybe Someday We'll Get It Right because in no day does anyone get it right in this fic, and it's agonizing, and it made me grumpy for like a solid week after I read it. People were like, hi, Rachel, and I was like, no, (laughs) love is a lie. So enjoy that. I'm Rachel and I'm Ron Gazzam on Tumblr. I'm Claire
3: and I have so many regrets and I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I'm Rosemary
2: and I'm Row Your Boat on Tumblr and you can get City Cast merchandise now, which is a cool thing and you should do it. If you still
0: you like should. this podcast after this one.
2: My name is
1: Rachel. You can find me at It's Always Lydia on Tumblr. And yes, I do make sex jokes.
0: I'm okay. proud of you. I do it. Everybody I do go it. to go into Rachel's <laughs> inbox and tell her how proud you are about her sex jokes because I, for one, am pretty thrilled. I want this supported. <laughs> Alright. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Make good choices. Every time. If you have sex in the basement. Don't have sex in the basement. <laughs> Here at StidiaCast, we review and discuss our favorite Stidia fanfics. If you enjoyed today's fic, go tell the author the things you love best about it. You can find us at StidiaCast on Tumblr and on Twitter at Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our sound editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our incredible anonymous donor for making Season 2 of Cast possible. Thank you for listening and see you next time.